Hey friends, on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about characters. These three authors who I'll be sharing insights from are absolute badasses when it comes to developing characters. So I'm gonna share a piece of what they told me and something that I think you can use to develop characters in your story. You're gonna love this advice. Last week, I talked about the rebrand that Writerly Lifestyle is going through. I'll be exclusively focusing on thriller, mystery, suspense, and crime genres. And to kick the whole thing off, I'm doing an exciting pitch session. If you're a querying author, we're going to get your work in front of agents. I'm so excited about this. I already have more than 10 agents on board ready to read your submissions. So definitely check out last week's episode. I'll link it in the description so you have access to that. And I'll also link to the website where you can find more information about the pitch session. You're really not going to want to miss this. It's a great opportunity. As a quick update, the submissions I've been getting have been amazing. So if you're just hearing this for the first time, the deadline is August 18th. Don't miss it. Check out the links in the description for more information. I really look forward to reading your work and hopefully, fingers crossed, finding you your dream agent. So to start, we're gonna hear from Liz Alterman. Liz is the author of a domestic suspense novel, The Perfect Neighborhood, a young adult thriller, He'll Be Waiting, and a memoir, Sad Sacked. Her work has appeared in The New York Times, The Washington Post, McSweeney's, and other outlets as well. She shares about how she develops characters in her novels. I get a million newsletters from from people who are experts in the field. And I love when they'll say, like, you know, figure out what your character has for breakfast. What's their favorite band? What are they wearing? And I think that's so valuable. And like, I love that. But again, I feel like I don't really get to know them until I'm writing them. And that's another place where I feel like the workshops help a lot. You'll be wanting to force a character one way. And then I'll have a friend or a peer who'll say like, well, I don't think Cassidy would really do that. Or like, or wouldn't Cassidy feel like that? And I'm like, oh man, you're right. They would. And so I kind of then walk it back and look at like, okay, is this true to this person? How would she be feeling in this moment? And I kind of keep, as you're saying, through the multiple revisions, try to build them out. How great is this advice from Liz? Believability is so important when thinking about building character. I know I've fallen into the trap before of trying to mold a character to fit a plot point. It won't work. Your readers will see through it. Go out and get someone's advice. Get a critique partner to read your work and make sure your characters are acting in a way that is consistent with them as a character. Liz shared so many great insights in her episode. I'll link that in the description if you want to check out the full thing. Okay, let's go to Josh Stallings. Josh Stallings' book, Tricky, was listed by Library Journal as one of the 10 best crime books of 2021. He was nominated for the Lefty and Anthony Awards. He grew up an undiagnosed dyslexic and spent some time as a petty criminal and failed actor before becoming a movie trailer editor. Josh was so awesome to talk to. He has amazing stories and shared some really great usable advice for aspiring authors. Here's what he had to say about how he develops character. I just read in the Steinbeck Notes book, and it's the next thing I'm going to add to my arsenal, which is monsters think everyone else is a monster. That's kind of how you get to be a monster, is you feel, I've been put down by all these monsters. So from their point of view, they are the victim, and the world is full of monsters they need to fight. And so any way I can get my head into another character, one of the tricks I do, and I learned it on Young Americans, which has two, it's a it's a 70s heist, disco heist novel set against the world of glitter rock, but it's got a lot of different characters. What I did is I went through, and when I was done with the manuscript, I went through and read it 
just one character at a time, all of their stuff and made sure they tracked and they were real. And then I took the next character because if I get caught in the story, it's easy to not track are all the characters real. You don't notice it, but you'll feel it as a reader. But by reading just, I would pull out all of one character, put them on a page. I'm just going to read her today. And I would just read it with nothing else around it and go, is this person real? Do they have an arc? Does anything ring untrue? It's a way that I, it's just a technique I use to then in bigger books start to go, oh, okay. Now everybody's, now everybody's alive. Good. <laughs> this advice gets toward character motivations. We need to understand what motivates our characters. We don't necessarily need to know what they had for breakfast or what their favorite subject was in high school. I mean, that's great if you know those things, but what you really need to know is in every scene, what do they want? What do they want in general? And how is this scene going to be used by them to further whatever their goal is? I also just love this practical advice for multi-point of view novels. If you're writing a multi-point of view, have you gone through and read just that one character story? Do they feel real? All right, my last guest for today Bianca Murray is the author of The Witches of Moonshine Manor, Hum If You Don't Know the Words, and If You Want to Make God Laugh, as well as the Audible original, The Prin Viper. She taught at the University of Toronto School of Continuing Studies, where she was awarded an Excellence in Teaching Award for Creative Writing. She's the co-host of the popular podcast, The Shit No One Tells You About Writing, which is aimed at helping emerging writers become published. And here's what she has to say about how she develops her characters. The first thing I do when I come up with a character, because I'm terrible at making people up completely, I need, each of my characters tends to be a composite of, you know, people I know in my life versus, you know, characters from TV shows, whatever the case may be is. So for example, somebody like Queenie, she's the head witch. She's a Capricorn. She's a control freak. She is very abrupt. She's not all touchy-feely. A lot of her is based on me, but I looked at other characters like people like Dorothy and the Golden Girls you know there's certain characters that are, are just like that she she just wants to get down to business she's like what's the bottom line with things her psychological profile would be a driver you know you've got drivers expressives amiables analyticals she's very much a driver like what's the task at hand and so once I knew her personality and what she looked like that informed me the way in which she would communicate she would make declarative sentences. She wouldn't make long rambling things. She would always be like, okay, what does that mean? Just summarize this for me. What's the bottom line? And she's gruff. And so that's how she communicates. So for me, it's very important when you're approaching character to come up with a composite of them, not just how they look, but you know, what is their personality like? What kind of ticks does that give them? Because Queenie's so impatient, she's always kind of shoving her wand in her hair and then she's scatterbrained as well. And then she forgets where the hello wand is. And she says damn a lot because she just, everything irritates her. Damn this, damn that. So, you know, that informed her speech patterns. It informed the way she mm. would communicate. It would inform the way she interacts with other characters. So, you know, these are the things that we need to look at when we approach character. I love this advice from Bianca. How can you use things like psychological profiles or characters from television or movies or even people you know in real life to make your characters feel more real? Because once you know some of these things, or even have just a sample to draw from, you can see how those insights work to inform things like sentence length, word choice, syntax, how they interact with other characters. All of these things that make a character's voice unique and make a character come to life. So there you go. Some quick advice on developing your characters from some of the best doing it right now. 
If you want to hear the full episodes of those guests, I've linked to each of their full interviews in the description for this episode. Remember, if you're querying in the thriller, suspense, mystery, or crime fiction genres, don't forget to submit by August 18th to be considered for the agent pitch contest. I have agents waiting to read your submissions. Don't miss this amazing opportunity. I'll see you soon.